Hey, Rainbow Up Village, Cicely Majid here, CEO, National Director, and Pageant Coach of Angelic Rainbow Enterprises, which houses Rainbow Universe Pageants and Youth Services, Sandoffin's Heart and Home, and Think Higher Spirit Academy. This is my inner beauty tip for June 1st, 2023, which is yesterday. It's June 2nd today. I wanted to make sure that I got this inner beauty tip in for you guys for the week. So we will be talking about, since we're talking and chatting about um, betrayal and forgiveness this week, that's what my inner beauty tip will be, is about um, staying true blue to yourself and to other people. Don't betray others, forgive others and forgive yourself. So let's chat about that. The first thing I want to talk to you about is um, things that give us um, meaning and a purpose for moving forward. So a lot of times when we betray others. And you know, sometimes when you betray somebody, it's usually somebody close to you or somebody um, in your circle that you know has betrayed you. And, and nine times out of 10, it's either because of jealousy or because they're going through something horrible and they don't know what else to do except take it out on you. So you end up being betrayed, which is what happened to me. I told my story last week. Um, so or actually on Tuesday when I did my week ahead audio. Um, so the best thing you can do is forgive others. Now this ties into your inner beauty. So if we go walk around with resentment and hating on people and holding grudges, we're not going to be a very beautiful person. Um, we're going to be an ugly person and nobody's going to want to be around the person who doesn't forgive. And really it doesn't matter because they're not going to want to be around you either. They're not forgiving you. So they're just going to go be in their own um, circle, go their own way or do their own thing. Now, when you forgive people and you forgive yourself, because we make, when we make mistakes, we tend to hurt ourselves. I, you know, I, I've encountered youth that do the cutting thing and they smoke too much or drink too much or are promiscuous. Um, and then there's the suicidal one, suicide ideation. And all of that stuff is about unforgiveness. It's about harboring this poison inside that can turn into a cancer or a sore and turn into heartache. People even have heart attacks because they're harboring unforgiveness. Um, and because of that, you're not going to be a very beautiful person around people. You're actually going to probably be waiting for somebody to betray you or waiting for somebody to hurt you. And you might just be like, well, gee, the first moment this person messes around or the first time this person um, hurts me, even if it's in an unintentional, the first time they say something wrong or the first time they do something wrong to me, I'm just going to attack them. You know, I'm just going to be vicious with them. And so that means you're not forgiving. And in order for you to develop meaningful and close, close relationships with people that you love and people that you want to love you, you have to learn to forgive because people make mistakes and we are not perfect. We're going to do something that's going to hurt somebody at some point. You know, no matter who it is, a dog might not get the right treat and they might get upset, you know, so you hurt your dog's feelings because you didn't get the treat that you got last time for him. So you don't really know, you don't, you, you just do what you what you think you're supposed to do at the time that you're doing it. And so that means everybody is not against you and they're not, you know, deliberately hurting you, but sometimes people do deliberately hurt you and that brings the ugliness out of them. And if you're one of those people, listen to this audio because it's very, very important the reasons why we go there. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, 
So the first thing we need to remember is that when we go through um, certain things, we have to remember the, if we're, especially if we're a Christian, remember the revelations that we're giving, the divine interventions that happen in our lives, the signs and wonders around us when God speaks to us, even audibly, and we have to listen to it and don't forget those things. Don't forget your dreams and your prophetic utterances and people who prophesy to you, people who tell you something that amazing that's going to happen to you or that they know about you. That is is the Holy Spirit speaking through that person. That's what a prophetic utterance is. And if you hear that, don't just dismiss it. Don't ignore it. Write it down and keep a keep note. Um, keep a you know keep it documented so that you can go back and look at it and be like, oh, this is this is great. This is gonna this is gonna work out. You know, I believe it. I'm gonna wait for it. I've had so many different types of prophetic utterances in my life: dreams, visions, um, people telling me stuff. Um, signs that I, you know, about something happened. I, I'll listen to a sermon. I'm like, oh my God, he's talking to me, you know, just stuff like that. Um, this is what happens when you're close to God and you will understand these things. If you're not, you might shun them. You might want to push them away and be like, yeah, I don't want to hear that. That's not what I want. That's not what I want to do. I don't care what you have to say. And then you miss out on something. Um, so that means you have to prepare for it. So when we get these revelations and divine interventions and signs and wonders and prophetic utterances, when we write them down, we're less likely to one, betray others when we're jealous of what they have. And two, we're more likely to forgive people when they do betray us because we know we saw something amazing happening that God showed us is going to come in the future. And that means we need to just kind of like chill a little bit and let, let the, you know, craziness go from other people, let the, um, irritations or the jealousy inside of us go so that we can wait for our blessing. Um, so if you're a Christian, you know that you know about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, you know, God speaking through us. That is God's Spirit within us and around us. And that means that it can enter into anybody at any time, no matter who they are, a child, um, an old person, a man, a woman, you know, a homeless person. I've heard prophecies from homeless people before. Um, you know, I, I like to talk to them and just, you know, give them attention because God loves them. So I want to love them. You know, ask them their name if I'm volunteering with the homeless person. Very important, you know, so they know because people overlook them and ignore them like they're nothing because they don't have money or they smell funny or, you know, horrible or or they just look dirty. And they're, God still loves them. God still takes care of them. Um, uh, but, you know, things just kind of happen in their path and it's not the way that they want it to be. So we have to remember that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit speaks, listen to that and don't forget it because that stuff is real, especially if the prophecy is from a, an authentic person, a person with integrity. Sometimes people, you might pretend to give you a prophecy and they don't know what they're saying. And, uh, you know, they want to make up something and pretend to be a prophet and it never happens. That's kind of dumb because if it never happens, then that prophecy wasn't real. So you have to be able to discern that and just, you know, ask God for help to discern it. Hey, this person said this to me. Is it true? And then you should, you'll probably get a revelation. Um, but sometimes you won't. You just have to believe. Faith is important when it comes to being a Christian. Uh, so, um, so number one, know thyself. If we make a mistake, we have to fix it um, if you can fix it. So if you hurt somebody, if you said something you shouldn't have said, if you did something you shouldn't have done, do whatever you can in your power to fix it so that you can make things right. 
And in order for you to do something like that, you have to be able to know who you are. You need to know yourself very well. So that's why I have this program called Know Thyself, a version for um, Christian youth and a version that's not for Christian youth or non-Christians. Um, it's just an opportunity. It's a curriculum that I built so that they can understand who they are. Get to know who you are. What do you like? What are your dislikes? What do you stand for? What do you um, want to do? What is your passion? Um, what hurts your feelings? What makes you cry? What makes you laugh? Just all kinds of different types of uh, tools that they have in this program. It's important to know who you are. Otherwise, you're going to follow other people, the wrong people. You're going to like the wrong you know, business or the wrong stuff that's going on in the world. And, and then you're going to be in a place where you don't feel beautiful. So people don't see you as beautiful because you have, you know, harboring something against somebody or something happened and you don't feel good about what you know, and what you believe. So you follow a different way. And so that means that you don't know who you are and you have to take time to get to know yourself. And you cannot do that with anybody around. You have to do it by yourself. In the beginning, that is. Um, so you take time to see what your likes are and what you want to do. What your what's your favorite um, color? What's your favorite movie? What do you where do you want to go? Where do you want to spend your time? If you look <clears throat> to others for your attention and for love and for validation, you're going to sell yourself short. You're going to disappoint yourself, and you're going to make the wrong friends. You have to validate yourself first. You have to love you first. You have to forgive you first if you make a mistake so that you can do the same thing for others. So it starts with you. So know thyself is the number one thing. If you make a mistake, go ahead and forgive others. Fix the mistake if you can. Forgive yourself if you make a mistake. And um, don't betray anybody so that that inner beauty will come out of you and people will really want to be around the true you. And you'll feel um, true to yourself and other people. Number two, get rid of the poison. And how do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to understand what forgiveness is about and what it's not about. Forgiveness, I talked about this before. Forgiveness is not, you know, hey, I forgive you. Let's hang out again. You know, and you're walking around and you're hating them and you're looking around. You're not paying them any attention. I want to kill this person. Oh, yeah. What did you say? Oh, sure. Oh, my God. That's cute. Oh, my goodness. And you're pretending. That's not true forgiveness. That is you thinking that you have to be with the person. You don't. When you understand, when you forgive somebody, you don't have to, um, talk to them. You don't have to be their friend. It's not necessary. Um, so you have to realize that forgiveness is about letting go of the poison. So that means those, the resentment that you have, the anger that you have, the fear that you have, the, um, you know, vindictiveness that's within you, the vengeance that's in you, you have to release all of that stuff because that's not who you are. You don't want to be that person. You're soaking up poison thinking about them. And sometimes people say, well, if I forgive a person, I'm letting them off the hook. No, you're not. You're letting yourself off the hook so that you're not holding on to it and thinking about it 24 seven and plotting and scheming to hurt the person. Who has time for that? You should be busy in your life doing good things in the world so that you don't have to do that. You don't have to take in that poison and go amongst other people and hurt them. So when you understand what forgiveness is and what it's not, then you'll be able to get rid of that poison. Number three, practice loving others. So this is not easy for people who have not been loved properly. Um, sometimes people don't understand what love is. And sometimes they think 
somebody hit me, somebody raped me and molested me all the time. I grew up in an incestuous family. This is what we do. Sex is the number one thing in my life. Um, drugs, my mom and dad always took drugs. I took drugs with them. So this is love to me. This is how I see love. Um, if any of you have been abused by a parent or if you've seen an abused person or talked to an abused person, and when you think about social services or foster, the foster care system, they come in, you know, if, if somebody reports that a child has been abused, they might come and pick the child up or, you know, investigate and the child leaves the home and the child's kicking and screaming and hating on them and angry. And you're like, why is this kid responding this way? You just got raped by your dad. You got beat up by your mom. Your brother sodomized you, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And you're like, and you're crying for them because that is the only love that they know. So... When you practice loving others, you might not know what that means if you're one of those people that have gone through that. So the best way to do that is the number one thing, get to know yourself. And so that you can understand what love is, you're loving on yourself. You're taking care of yourself, practicing good hygiene. You're taking a shower every day. You're a clean person. You have a clean mouth, a clean body, a clean heart, and you want to do whatever you can in your power to do the good do the best that you can in the world. And that means surround yourself with good people. Go to church, go to a good, decent church where people are loving on you and you will experience love there. Spend time with God in prayer, read the Bible. There's love all throughout the Bible because God is love. And when you see that, you will learn to practice loving others instead of waiting for people to come to you because love doesn't really happen that way. We have to love in order to get love on this planet. Um, and with God, he loves us unconditionally. So he doesn't care if you love him or not, he's still going to love you. So that's probably the best person to flock to, um, so that you can understand love and you can practice loving other people. And when I say loving other people, that means the love that people really want to feel and experience is spend time with me, give me attention, talk to me, communicate with me, tell me I'm beautiful, tell me I'm important, um, take me out, uh, let me meet your friends, let me meet your family, um, don't hurt me, don't attack me, don't rape me, don't molest me, um, don't mistreat me, don't ignore me, don't um, neglect me. That's all in opposition of love. And if you've experienced that nine times out of ten, you're probably going to give it back. So again, practice loving others by going out there and finding out what love really truly is. And um, you'll feel better and you'll be able to forgive others and forgive yourself. Number four, always be grateful. Very, very important. When we see people, and this is a lot of, a lot of main reason why a lot of people crazy over here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love being outside. So um, uh, maybe I picked the wrong spot. But anyway, I'm sure you can hear me. <laughs> um, when we um, see people with something that we want, we may have a tendency to be like, man, I want that. I want to I take that. I, want, I wish I had it. I wish it was mine. But if you practice gratitude every day, and a lot of times we forget, we don't have, you know, um, you know, we're not mindful of being grateful of everything. If you have, if you develop a habit to do it at night, you know, after the day is over, you get in bed, you pick up your little notepad and you're like, let me think about the things I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful that I woke up. I got some water. I got to eat. I got to see with my, see my bestie. I got to um, spend time with this person I want to get to know. I got to talk to this person. I got to go here. I picked up the, the, my favorite ice cream and you know, I was happy. Ice cream always makes you happy. <laughs> um, and I'm grateful. And you can write that down. And if you don't remember that, here's something you can remember. Bless your food. Okay, so when you eat anything, 
be mindful that you need to bless that food because you don't know what's in the food. It can be poisoned. It can have salmonella poisoning in it. It can have, you know, a bug in it. It might not agree with your system. There might be something in there that you're allergic to could kill you or make you sick. So what I practice every time I eat, I say a prayer. I am grateful for this food, purified and sanctified in your name, Jesus. Let those that have no food eat as I'm eating. Um, bless the, the preparer. Bless, bless the person that prepared this meal. That's usually the prayer that I say every single meal before I eat. And I have practiced it so much that it's just, you know, it's just second nature. I don't even think about it. It's just the first thing I do. I look at the food and I'm starving and I'm not going to, you know, Gar you know, be a hog and eat it, I might put something in my mouth and then start the prayer. <laughs> but at least I'm praying over my food. You're protecting yourself when you do that. And you're also practicing gratitude. So if you remember that, then you're being grateful already for something that you have. And so the gratitude, the spirit of gratitude is already in you. And then you can remember to do that in other places. And, um, that will help you squash jealousy. It will make you remember, wow, I have this. Oh my God, I have that. I'm blessed with this. I forgot I had this. Look at all of that. Oh my God, this person cares about me. I'm so grateful. And, and when you think about that, you'll just feel better about yourself and you'll be able to just ignore the things that people have that are not yours. And then you have to keep yourself busy because if you don't, you're going to be thinking about whatever this person has that you can't have. You might even be spending your time plotting and scheming against them. So keep yourself busy and be grateful of the blessings that are around you, the opportunities that you have so that you can feel good about um, what you have and not worry about what you don't have. And then pray about it if you don't have it. Number five, apologize right away. When you take the time to apologize to others, they feel better about you, even if they're not your friend, even if they don't want to talk to you anymore. An apology goes a long, long way. You don't even have to be in their face to tell them that. You can shoot them a text. You can write a letter. You can put it in an email. You can um, put it in a card, an e-card. Um, you can make it fun, you know, just take them to the beach and write it in the sand. And like, I don't know how to say this to you, so I'm going to write it in the sand or something like that. Because some people are really hard at expressing themselves and getting their feelings out, especially the male species. So if they owe you an apology, just, you know, tell them, hey, be creative with this. You want to apologize to me. Do something creative and you don't have to say it to my face. Um, and that will help you forgive yourself and forgive others as well. Um, and people will like you more and your inner beauty will shine because you're apologizing. So if you make a mistake, if you hurt somebody, don't ignore that. You want to keep the person in your life. And even if you don't, you want to look better than the person who just cannot say they're sorry. Because one thing I do know about people who have a hard time with that is they're very insecure. They might even be vain. They might even be arrogant. And you have to get over yourself if you hurt somebody. We're all capable of hurting people. We're capable of hurting ourselves. We need to practice saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. And I hope that it doesn't happen again. Being arrogant about it and saying, I don't have to apologize to you. I'm not saying anything. I'm not wrong. And if I am, I'm not going to tell you. They already know you're wrong. <laughs> so what's the point? Um, so apologize right away. Number six, tolerance and respect for differences. Now, as you know, because of the whole Black Lives Matter thing that's been going on, um, all these businesses, everywhere you look, you're going to see something that says diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you're just like, man, we're just all diversity equity and inclusion praise right now. Um, and it's very important. 
businesses have this. I have a statement as well that I did not put on the website that will be on the website about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that is just, you know, including people, uh, allowing people to express who they are um, and understanding and being tolerant and respectful of differences because there's so much diversity in America here and, you know, just all over the world that if we are exhibiting signs of racism towards people because they're a different color than us or they look different from us or they're from the LGBTQIA community, happy Pride Month to you, those of you that are from that community, by the way. Um, or if they just dress differently, they have a different lifestyle, they talk different from you. Um, you don't have the right to attack people like that. You don't have the right to get in their face. You don't have the right to harm them or to make fun of them or just mistreat them because they're different from you. That means they're not you. Everybody's not you and you're not everybody else. You're different. So because of that, this diversity, equity, and inclusion thing is huge. And if you are able to tolerate the differences around you and respect people for who they are, the choices that they make, and how they live, you're better able to forgive them when they make a mistake, and you're better able to forgive yourself when you make a mistake. I saw this movie, I think it was a, was it a Lifetime movie? I'm not sure. I'm a Lifetime fanatic. But I saw this movie, and in the movie, no, it was Touched by an Angel. I love Touched by an Angel episodes. I watch old episodes sometimes. Um, I just love it because it has this special message, and these, you know, the angels on there, um, Roma Downing and... Uh, um, I can't think of the, um, the black woman's name right now, but I love her. Um, they're these angels. And if you've never seen the show, they, um, uh, God puts them in these different places in, in the world, in different people's lives. They take on these jobs and they're incognito angels. And so something crazy happens in somebody's life and they happen to be a part of that. And then they start to encourage the person and bring them, you know, closer to understanding their mistake and what they don't see. And um, so this one episode that I saw had a lot to do with racism. It was really, really great. Um, so this guy, I think it was Scott Baio who was playing the character. What happened was he, um, when he was younger, he had a, an attack by this black person. And um, because of that, he developed a sense of, you know, I, I don't like black people. I got to be away from black people and I, I hate black people. And he was a, a police officer. Um, so he was looking for somebody, I believe, in the house. And he was a police officer. He grew up and he still was harboring this racism inside of him because of this incident with this black male. And so he just, you know, didn't like black people at all. So he went into this house and the house had a mother, a mother with, you know, the black mother and her son who was black. And um, he had his gun out. He didn't wait for anything. He just took his gun and he shot the little boy. And um, the little boy ended up in the hospital and he, uh, the, the police officer, you know, he was just like, whatever. Um, but he kind of felt bad. He started to have these, you know, just, just guilt inside of him build up and he felt really ashamed. And so he went to the hospital, went to the cemetery to visit his um, daughter. Oh, that's what happened. Now I remember his daughter got shot from the black guy or killed from the black guy. So he had this resentment. So he went and he visited her and he was crying his eyes out, ready to kill himself at the um the cemetery and the, one of the angels appeared and they were talking to him about you don't see the bigger picture here you don't see what's happening here you don't need to kill yourself you just need to forgive the person who took one of your loved ones away from you forgive them let it go that doesn't mean you hate all black people and he didn't really say it that way but it was thank you <laughs> he didn't really say it that way but it was just it was just in a really gentle sweet way kind of helping him understand 
what he was doing and why he shot this little boy for no reason, because he was black. Um, and he finally came to terms with it. And the church in the community was a black church. And most of the people in there were black. And the pastor, um, the guy walked into the church and he wanted to talk to the pastor. He wanted forgiveness. And the pastor was just like holding this grudge. And I was like, wow, this is really sad, you know, because Christians do it too. We hold grudges. And he walked into the church and everybody was against him. And they were just like, get him out of here. He's racist. And, you know, he shot this little boy. And and um, then another angel appeared from the, the cast and tried to get through to him and say, this is not how you treat God's children. If you're going to open the doors for God, if you're representing God, then you make sure you forgive like God would forgive. doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter if he's racist. If he wants to come in here, let him in the church because God loves him. God would let him in the church. And so he kind of stepped back and like, whoa, okay, this is, this is not cool how I responded here. And so all these black people in the audience were really pissed off and like, don't let him in here. He's a racist. Get him out of here. And then they finally saw the, the, the real the picture there because when you're attacked that way especially when it's racist that hits hard that really hits hard um when you say the n-word to somebody that hurts a lot because we and i know because i'm a black female we come from a place of racism you know our ancestors racism slavery mistreated because of the color of our skin and so it's still going on today that's why we had black lives matter very important um and so that hurts and those people were just hurt. They were angry. How could you do this? How could you say such a thing? How could you, I mean, how could you kill, shoot this little boy because he was a black boy? We hate you. That's the wrong response. When we forgive others, because that was betrayal, when the pastor decided, hey, I have no business mistreating him or kicking him out of the church. What kind of a pastor am I? How am I representing God if I don't let him in my church? I look like a very ugly person. And so why would you be able to keep your doors open? That's not good if you're teaching your audience to be unforgiving. So when I saw this this episode, I was just like, oh, wow, this is perfect. This is like right, right where I am, you know, sometimes. Um, and it's huge because it woke me up too as a Christian. You know, if somebody hurts me and comes against me, I don't need to go in and attack them. I don't need to get revenge. Just, you know, chill and forgive. Get through it. Deal with it. And learn how to bring that forgiveness out and let that poison out so you feel better. So tolerate and respect people's differences and um, don't put everybody in a, in a box because one person in that race did something bad to you. Um, number seven, watch karma. And that basically means be mindful. So we know that God is karma and we know that karma is real. What you put out in the universe or in the world is going to come right back at you. Um, it happens all the time. People just forget or they don't want to see it or they don't want to remember. So they um, ignore it. And then they, and they have this something in them. They might have a possession in them. They might have severe jealousy that's built up in them and they need to strike or they might um, just be in a really bad place, not thinking properly, not their brain might not be on straight. They might have, you know, mental illness or issues with their brain. And that means they're not going to be able to think about karma. They're just going to strike just like that. They will strike. Um, but if you learn to watch karma and be mindful that what you do is going to affect you and other people around you, there are always consequences. It will come back on you. Then you'll be able to let things go and not hold on to stuff so much. 
Um, and then you'll feel better about yourself because sometimes when we act on vengeance and we act on, you know, somebody that hurt us later on, we're like, Oh my God, why did I do that? I hate myself. And it's because you didn't think first about what can happen if you take this action, what can go wrong. And, um, that's mostly for arrogant people, people who have a ton of money and think they can buy anybody or anything. People who have a name, um, celebrities or famous people who think they can say whatever they want and do whatever they want because of their name, because of how they look, because of who they are. Um, people who are afraid of other people, those people too need to learn to be mindful because um, if you come off like that, you're not going to be pretty. You're going to be a very ugly person. There's no beauty there and you're going to attract a lot of ugliness around you. Um, so watch karma. Be very, very mindful of that. And number eight, there are always two sides to a story. Relationships are not one-sided. So if you get mad at somebody for something that they did or said to you, Try to find a way, try to see where your part was in what they, what happened. What, what did you do? Did you provoke the person? Could you have said something differently? Could you have, you know, encouraged them? Did you forget to say, I love you? Did you not say hello? Were you in a bad mood? Cause you know, I don't want to say that everything's because of what you did, but sometimes we take part in, we always take part in, um, a battle between somebody or a betrayal or something that bad that happened. There's some place in there that we may have made a mistake. And that means the other person is, isn't completely and isn't completely guilty. There's something there that we may have contributed to it. And we need to remember that there are two sides, my story and your story. And so if you don't forgive somebody and you say, Hey, you messed, you messed me up in the heart and you're a cruel person. I hate you. And you go amongst your, your about your day and your life and you um, hold a grudge and you hold resentment. That means you're not giving that person a chance to explain their side of the story. And that's always important. Be open to hearing that. You don't have to hang out with them and be their friend later. But if they want to tell their side of the story, let them tell the story so that you understand that it's not all about you. And you can't be vain. Don't be full of yourself and say, everybody attacks me and I'm always innocent and I'm always right. And how could you do that? I would never do something like that to people. When people say that, there's something inside them that they don't know about, that they don't see and they don't want to see that says, I'm totally insecure and I have to be right. And that means I would keep my distance from that person, but that also means they need to work on themselves. So we have to remember there's two sides to a story and relationships are not one-sided. So those are my tips for you today. So now let's talk about that golden question that we should be asking ourselves every single day. Here it comes. Are you ready? Fire away, Cicely. <laughs> Here's the question. It says, do I like what I see in the mirror? Do I like what I see in the mirror? You can ask yourself that question in the morning before you leave and you look in the mirror or at night after you've had your day and you come home, you're going to take a shower, or you're going to brush your teeth or brush your teeth or just go into the bathroom. Look in the mirror and say, do I like what I see in the mirror? If you say no, change it. Do whatever you possibly can to change it so that your inner beauty will always shine and come out. If yes, then you're on your way. Keep on moving and do whatever you can to keep that inner beauty shining. I will piggyback that song from Michael Jackson called Man in the Mirror. Very, very important song. Very powerful words. Um, and that's not just for men. It's, you know, kind of represents everybody. We have to look, be able to look in the mirror at ourselves and want to be with that person that we see looking back at us. Um, 
And if we don't, that means there's something that we need to change. So those words are very, very powerful. I'll put that on um, my Tumblr so that you can see those words if you've forgotten that song. But don't forget that question. Do I like what I see in the mirror? Ask yourself that. And if you don't, go out there and change it. So stay true blue. Don't betray others. Forgive others if they do betray you and forgive yourself if you betray others. That's my inner beauty tip today. I hope that you um, understand that your inner beauty will shine when you are a true blue person and you are good to yourself and you are good to others. And forgiveness is very, very important. Thanks so much for listening. Toodles.